Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria. It is a wonderful Wednesday. You know what that means. I'm joined by another special guest, good buddy, Joel Bartolotta. Joel, how are you doing, my friend? We got a nice 10-game slate to talk about. I didn't even say it because I got so excited that you're on with me, man. But yeah, it's it's January 26th. Uh, it's a Wednesday. But how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this slate, and we got a ton of back-to-backs. Should be interesting. Absolutely. And just uh, before we jump into anything, I mean, why don't, you, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where they can find your work, uh, maybe your Twitter handle. Uh, obviously, uh, Joel is a veteran in the game, needless to say. He's also, we just found this out. Uh, I mean, I mean, listen, man, we were just talking before we got on air about <laughs> those, the, the good old days where like 280 and 300 would win you a GPP. And uh, it's not like that anymore, really. I mean, you you were uh, same age. That's always a fun fact. Me, me and yep. Joel, same age as well. And he's actually in the Jamal Murray stages of his recovery on his torn ACL. So, uh, yeah, but no, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where they can find your work, I guess, how long you've been playing DFS. Any fun facts you want to drop in there as well? Feel free. Uh, yeah, well, my name's Joel. Uh, I work for Rotowire. I work for Fantasy Pros, and I work for uh, DFSR. And I've been playing daily for... Close to 10 years now, actually. I started when I was maybe 21, 22. Uh, had, had some more success back then than I do now, but still grind every day and, you know, just, just working away at it. NBA is probably my specialty. I love baseball as well and football. But uh, fun fact about me, I love to play basketball. That's how I tore my ACL, actually. So working back to get back from that. And Murray, Murray's about three or four weeks ahead of me. So when he's back on the court, I'll be back to the court, too. Hopefully, man. I've been stashing them in a few leagues while everybody else was, you know, <laughs> sitting there grabbing your their Kawhis and you know, everybody else that I was like, nah, nah. If there's anybody I think that's worth getting in that last round of a draft and then you have several IR spots, it might be uh it might be Jamal Murray. But hopefully, I mean, really only what, like five or five or six weeks left in the season long. Um for yep. the regular season that is, but yeah, I can use the guy. It's actually five five more weeks. Yep. I can use I him. I believe me. Touch Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if we want to go in on season long but i don't think there's any way he plays in the regular season not a chance after the talking about like possibly a paul george shutdown as well yeah. and everything else going on with that situation the clippers, the clippers blow so <laughs> absolutely <laughs> there's no way oh man i could we, we could do a whole season long podcast but then we'd probably be here for uh give or take two hours uh, yeah. i i i want to jump on i got to talk to dan about that our good friend dan best was over there and let him know like hey dude bring my, me on again my last podcast was actually with dan Look at you, man. Just, draft. You are just going around the sports ethos realm now. Yeah. Uh, Dan has been a good buddy of mine for, I think, ever since I got here, uh, about four four years ago, four or five years ago, something like that. It feels like forever now, but a uh, good friend of mine. But let's jump into this, man. Uh, actually, real quick, shout out to Thrive Fantasy, our presenting sponsor, guys. Come prop up with us over there at this NBA season. Thrive is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of the prize pool. Thrive has over 50000 in guaranteed prizes weekly for the NBA and has awarded over $6 million so far. So head over there. When you sign up, use that promo code ETHOS. That's E-T-H-O-S. You will receive an instant 100% First deposit match on up to $100. You can find Thrive in the App Store, Play Store, or you can visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. All right, Joe, so you got you got some shoes to fill, man. We had uh, we had Mike Barner 
uh, on the show last week. So that's what I'm kind of doing right now. I kind of let our listeners know. I think every Tuesday I'm trying to bring just some some good friends in the industry. I believe you were you were in that contest last year that he ran. Were yeah, you yeah I was. That was fun, man. I, I told him he should have did it again this season. Brought it back. Yeah, no, I would have played. I think we got we all got smoked. I was telling him by Greg. Greg, uh, yeah, Greg, no, Greg first. Greg, Greg's a little too good for us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the dude's a shark. I got to give. And listen, I think everybody in there knew their stuff. There's no doubt about it. I think yeah. I was third or fourth or something like that. And I, you know, I was, I'll take that finish because I think the first three weeks I got smacked up uh, pretty hard, and then I had yeah. a, little, a little late push while everybody else was snoozing a little bit, but. Uh, it was fun, man. It's just good to get some people in the industry around there once in a while doing contests against each other where, uh, you know, more about the bragging rights than it was about, you know, what was it, 100, 100 yeah, or 80 bucks? Like $5 buying every week or something? Yeah. So I think first yeah. was getting like 75 or 80 bucks. It's yeah. not about the money, though. It's about the, it's about the uh, the shit talking rights. Yep. All right, man. <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive right into this. First game of the night. It's a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard start time. Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Cleveland. They are taking on the Cavs. For the injury report, Jared Allen is questionable. Sat out that last game uh, with a non-COVID-related illness. Laurie Markkinen continues to be out. And as we know, Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton both done for the year. And then for the Bucks, Grayson Allen facing a suspension. Should have been more than one game. I think everybody who's listening could probably agree on that. Uh, Giannis is probable. Brooke Lopez, Wesley Matthews both ruled out. Now we'll check the Vegas lines. We are recording this early, so as always, it's kind of like a little bit of a first look show. Uh, I like this to like Joel. I like this to be like the, you know going to work, tune in on your way to work, and then adjust throughout the day. But two sixteen and a half yep. game total. Uh, Bucks being favored by three and a half. I will pass it over to you on the Milwaukee side of things with Giannis being back in this lineup. They have Holiday. They got Middleton. All the major guns. Who are you looking at? Yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's always tough for me, man. When when Giannis, Andrew, and Middleton are all in there. I, I just don't – I don't really like to ride any of them, honestly, and especially when they're playing a, clef, a tough Cleveland defense like this. If I were going to go anywhere, I'd probably go maybe DiVincenzo. His, his, he's only 4K on DraftKings, and he played 24 minutes the last game, had some, like 30 DraftKings points, something like that. I think I think he might creep up maybe 25, 27 minutes. But other than that, I'm pretty much fading the, the Bucks for the most part. Maybe get a little bit of Giannis, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see who kind of picks up the slack during Allen's suspension. I imagine it is DiVincenzo, Connaughton. Yeah, or those Connaughton, guys. maybe. Yeah, and that's the thing. We're talking about guys who would be playing fourth or fifth fiddle uh, on this Bucks team as is. It's a nine. Mm-hmm. It's a 10-game slate. We're going to have plenty of value available, I'm yeah. sure, especially you know all the news that breaks the following day and up until lock and everything like that. So I don't think they're must-plays. And you know, DiVincenzo, he has that ability to rack up steals, and if he has one of those three or four steal games out of nowhere, yeah, he could easily pay off that salary. So, you know, keep your eye on those guys. I, yeah, I guess I don't hate George Hill at 3,500. He's played 26 minutes in, like, five straight games, it looks like. He, he could get maybe 20, 30 fantasy points on a good day. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to probably be one of those backup guards. I would say I imagine one of them has a good game. The other yeah. two probably barely come close to paying off somewhere between like 18 and 22 DK points on 10 games slate, though. We're really hunting for more than that, that 5X return. We kind of need a little bit of uh, you know, 7 or 8X, I'd say, at the very bare you know, minimum at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, on the on the Cleveland side of the ball, though, you know, things are, I guess, a little bit more interesting. I guess we're going to have to kind of monitor that Jared Allen news if Allen's ruled out. Uh, Dean Wade would probably most likely draw a start again in a 3,100. He'd probably be the guy I'm the most interested in over there. Put up 26.75 DK points in that last one. They just they just love to go big, man. They had they had every opportunity <laughs> to play Chetty. Uh, they're like, no, like no, it, man. Uh, we got to stay with the the guys that are you know center eligible pretty much and play them three of them if we possibly can. So mm-hmm. I, I don't love that Garland price tag at 94. I think there's some other guards on this slate I'm a little bit more interested in. If Mobley draws a start at center. He, could get it done. He had a big game, just didn't have the defensive stats. That would have probably pushed him over the edge a little bit, but by no means a must-play in this matchup. I'm probably just mostly looking at Dean Wade if we see that, uh, you know, Jared Allen's ruled out again. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right to me. I, I I mean, I love Garland, but yeah, the, the price tag is getting a little crazy here. And Mob- Mobley's a little pricey too, but I do my, – my favorite play is probably Kevin Love. Like, I feel like he should maybe get up to 25 minutes here and – He's proven that he can drop, you know, 35 fantasy points in 25 minutes. So he'd probably be my top target on Cleveland. But yeah, other than that, him and Dean Wade, and that's probably about it for them. I probably wouldn't ride Allen either if he did play, but. I can't you know. talk to that. 
All right, we'll keep it moving then. Next game is another 7 p.m. Eastern Standard start time. We have the Charlotte Hornets on the second half of a back-to-back uh, traveling to Indiana, taking on the Pacers in this one. So got to keep an eye on that injury report. Uh, Gordon Hayward sat out tonight's game. We saw that. It looked like, uh, you know, small bumps for guys like Kelly Oubre, uh, guys like Caleb Martin. P.J. Washington was ejected, uh, in the matter of fact. Oh, so. I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. I think it just happened right before we got on the air, actually. They got into a huh. scuffle, uh, a little scuffle, a little scuffle, got ejected, but for the Pacers, we know Malcolm Brogdon will continue to be out. T.J. McConnell, Demonis Sabonis is out. Miles Turner is out. And then T.J. Warren is ruled out as well. As far as a game total, 225.5. So pretty pretty solid game total. It's a pick em. Mm-hmm. I'll let you start with Charlotte. Talk to me. Uh, who are you looking at in this back-to-back? Uh, Charlotte. I can. I never seem to get Miles Bridges right, but he's probably a good play. I, I think LaMelo Ball is getting a little too cheap. I mean – He's been shooting horrible the last few weeks, but he's still dropping at least – looks like he's got at least 33 fantasy points in like seven straight games. I mean, he can easily get up to like 45 or 50 in this spot against a kind of bad Indiana defense. Uh, Terry Rozier is also hot right now. But I, I I don't like the 8K price tag for Terry. Um, yeah, if, if they're going to be that close in price between LaMelo and Rozier. I, I would think that Ubre would play more if Gordon Hayward's up, but he only played – 20 some minutes in the last game so you know one of my favorite plays probably pj washington i mean he played let's see here he played 31 minutes in the last game and 27 in the the game before and he scored 30 DraftKings in in both i mean he's their best big man if he can stay out the the court i guess and i feel like they should probably give him some extra minutes here if he just got ejected so i'll probably be riding pj he will be fresh, that is for sure. Uh, limited yeah. workload tonight. I'm, I'm with you, though. I think Lamelo is probably one of my favorite plays on the slate, to be honest. That 8,100, yep. that that's just criminally low. He's yep. absolutely torched torched the Pacers three times this season. In, in three games, he's averaging 57 DK points against them. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all over Lamelo, And he's, he's it's just way too cheap. I mean, this guy at one point was 10K. Uh, and rightfully mm-hmm. so on a night-to-night basis. It's something I was I was always looking at him. Anytime he's less than 10K, I'm looking at him. He also has the shooting guard eligibility, which is something I think we all love when you got two eligible guys. That I'm a big try to get as many centers and point guards as I can in my lineups just because we know oh, that they're going to have Oh, yeah, man, that concrete floor. <laughs> a guy that's going to give you 10 boards, gets his double-double bonus. Uh, the Mellow Ball is the same way. So he's one of those guys that can get you a triple-double bonus. So. Uh, I'll probably be on LaMelo a lot. I'll be looking at shares of P.J. Washington. I don't mind Kelly Oubre one bit either, despite the low minutes totals that we've been seeing. Uh, if Hayward happens to sit again, we know this guy's just never afraid to chuck it. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, he's been double-digit shot attempts for pretty much as long as I can remember up, you know, up until that Washington game. Prior to that, he was just riding that hot streak as well. A little bit of increased rebounding responsibilities. We know that this team is going to go fairly, I want to say small, but fairly small. Knowing that yeah. they have Goat, Goga, and Brissett, and then they usually try to run some, you know, Tory Craig at the power forward position. So mm-hmm. you should find his way playing a decent amount of minutes all over the place. So those are probably the three main targets I'd be considering. Um, on the Pacers side of the ball, I'll go back to the Goga well, man. I got no no issues there. Got in foul <laughs> trouble in that last game, really limited him. Uh, only played 22 yep. minutes. Otherwise, he probably would have played, you know, 30 plus. And, you know, this guy's like a, nine minutes. He was at like nine minutes or like halfway through the third quarter or something. He still had like 25 fantasy points or whatever. Dude, he's a, he's a point per minute machine. Uh, yeah. And he, he's got such a versatile game. He'll step out. He'll shoot threes. Uh, he, he's you know almost like a, a poor man's Evan Mobley at this point, even though he's older than him. But I'm all over him. Uh, 6,500 in this Charlotte matchup. I mean, teams just absolutely cook the Hornets. They play at one of the fastest paces in the league. They have one of the worst defenses. They're always a team. Like, I just I love the target. So I got no issues looking at him. I'll probably uh, hop off the Duarte train at 6,600. I just think that's a little bit too pricey for me. Uh, and then I don't mind, again, looking at a guy like Torrey Craig, who continues just to play rock-solid minutes. He has a decent floor. The ceiling's probably about 30 DK points. You're not going to get too much higher than that. So depending on your builds, but... Gogo would be my top target for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I pretty much agree with you, man. Gogo is one of my favorite players out there. I, I have him, have a star next to his name next to my notes, and uh, I think he's going to flirt with maybe 20 points, 10 rebounds, a couple blocks, something like that. Uh, I also I love Karis LeVert in this spot. Like you said, Charlotte is just a brilliant matchup, and when Sabonis and Brogdon and Turner are all out, I think he has like a 31% usage rate, and he regularly flirts with like 50 fantasy points in these spots. So I think he's a great, he's in a great spot right there. As for the rest of the guys, Holiday, Craig, Lamb, I mean, 
they're all fine. They're all around 5K or whatever. One of them might go off, but I probably won't go down that well. Uh, that's probably about it for Indiana for me. I can't fault yeah, you. I, I don't like Duarte either. I think his price is getting a little a little creeped up too, especially with LeVert back playing so well. Yeah, and that's the thing. With LeVert off the floor, the increased usage maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Even then, I probably yeah. still want to touch them at that price. But uh, we'll keep it moving then. Los Angeles Clippers traveling to Orlando, taking on – the Magic here, this is another 7 p.m. Eastern Standard start time. Uh, no injury report for the Clippers. Second half of back-to-back for them. Before the Magic, Mo Bamba is questionable. Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, R.J. Hampton, Jonathan Isaac, Etwan Moore. All of them are ruled out. And to the game total, uh, don't oh, – we do have it. 210.5. Clippers are favored by one point. And I'll just I'll just jump out here and say it, man. This is an ugly game. This is a real is. ugly game. But I mean, we gotta talk <laughs> about it. So I'll let you start with the Clippers. You know, I actually think there's it is an ugly game, but I think there's some good value here. I mean, either Reggie Jackson has been cooking recently, and I actually really like him in this box. Orlando's ranked like 24th, 25th in in defensive efficiency right now, and I, I think he's 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 in a good spot here at only 6,500. And one of my one of my favorite plays today is actually uh Evita Zubac. I think he's gonna get a double-double. He's going to have to play big minutes to oppose the, this big front line for Orlando. And I, he's he's one of my top plays with how much he's been playing recently and how well he's been playing. So, But outside of that, I, I don't want to touch Amir Coffee. I don't want to I don't want to go down the Batum route or Terrence Mann or anything like that. But, yeah, I, I really like Zubac and I really like Jackson here. Yeah, I, I think that's a good call with Zubac. I, I think if Bamba ends up sitting, it might give me a little hesitation ever so slightly yeah. just because, you know, maybe they end up going a little bit smaller in some lineups and then playing Ibaka and stuff like that. But I, I wouldn't mind Man. Have, yeah, I think he's going to have to play 30 minutes with Morris out. But, yeah, I, th- I think Man's interesting too. He's He's gotten really cheap. He's 3700 on DraftKings, it looks like. Yeah, the DraftKings price is what's allured me. And he drew the start tonight with Morris out. So if Morris sits again, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, yeah. If he if he plays, uh, probably not so much. But keep your eye on that news. On the Orlando side of the ball, uh, what is going on with Cole Anthony, my friend? Maybe you have the answer for me. I think it's just residual I ankle. Anthony, but I've I've absolutely no idea. I think I think it's just all these guys guys being back. And I don't. He was sucking before Suggs came back, but now that Suggs is back, he's just. I've been betting his under and the points rebound and assists every day, and it, it cashes for Cole Anthony, but. I, I, he'll, he'll get rolling sometime soon. I don't know when, though. Yeah, I think it's the ankle injury, man. I, I don't think he's – because something's tentative about it because he's not crashing the boards, which, you know, he's seeming a little bit t- more ten, uh, tentative when it comes mm-hmm. to the aggressiveness and everything else like that. But he's clearly still clear-cut, probably the, you know, highest upside player on this team. It's just trying to capitalize on that upside and, and I guess, guessing when it is going to happen. Uh, the only yeah. real guy I'm interested in would be Franz Wagner. I think that $5,200 price tag is a little too cheap for him. He's probably the main guy I'm looking at. And if we happen to see that bomb is out and there's no restriction on a guy like Wendell Carter Jr., uh, you can look at him. He played 28 minutes in the second game back in that last one. If he gets up to that 30 or 35-minute mark, 6800 that's a fair price tag. I wouldn't mind taking it. We know the Clippers aren't anything special defensively when it comes to protecting the paint and their rebounding percentage. So, uh, I think he would be a decent option. And again, dual eligibility. He has that power forward eligibility. But uh, anybody else you're kind of looking at on that team? Um, yeah, I, th- I think Carter's a good option too. But uh, I think if Bomba's out, I think Chumo Kiki's a good option. And also, it's it's GPP only, but I think Mo Wagner's a decent play too. He's got at least 27 DraftKings points in four of his last six games, and he's only 3,500. So if uh, if Bomba's out, you could you could consider it if you're doing a lot of lineups. Yep. Yep, yeah, I could. I never get him right. <laughs> He's one of those. Yeah, no, I got. I, I mean, got a list of like three or four guys. Like, I just know Harrison Barnes is on the list for me. I can never get Barnes right. Um, <laughs> it's just he's on that list for me, and not so much this year. I haven't, to be honest, played him at all really this year because it's been years in the past where I was just I can't get him. I can't get him right. So uh, maybe that's bias by a little bias on me, but try to. I know. Try to find that biases. Uh, Seven thirty Eastern start time. Sacramento Kings traveling to Atlanta taking on the Hawks. This is a second half of a back-to-back for Sacramento. As we know, De'Aaron Fox uh, was ruled out and happened to sit out of that game. So there's definitely some news that we're going to have to keep an eye on, I guess, with this team. We also saw that Metu was ruled out uh, as well. Marvin Bagley continues to draw the start. Uh, Marvin Bagley kind of uh, trying to prove the haters wrong recently. But for the Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich is probable. DeAndre Hunter is questionable after... That hard fall from the Kelly Oubre Jr. foul definitely wasn't 
as bad as the Grayson Allen. I don't think he he even came out afterwards and you know kind of apologized and said that was not something he meant to do. He was trying to make a basketball play. Uh, TLC is questionable, uh, and then Jalen Johnson is in the G League. I imagine this one has a fairly high total. Yes, it does. Two thirty three with both these teams playing little to no defense. Uh, Hawks favored by seven and a half. Talk about this Sacramento team. I think. I mean, let's talk about it as though Fox is ruled out. It's been a few games in a row now that we've seen him sit. So second half of the back-to-back. Yeah, I'd imagine Fox sits out. And uh, if he does, Halliburton's one of the best plays of 7,500. He's he's been crushing whenever Fox has been out. And he's he's a little too cheap. And Atlanta's a great matchup, obviously. So he's one of the best plays on the board. As for – I don't want to touch – I never touch Buddy Heald. I I just can't do the Buddy Heald thing. Harrison Barnes is kind of interesting. Terrence, Terrence Davis is actually interesting, too, but his price is creeping up, so I probably won't go with him either. But one of my favorite plays of the day is actually uh, Rashawn Holmes at 4,500. I think his minutes have been creeping up. I think he's going to get close to 25 to 30 here, and we know we know he can be like a 7K player in 25 to 30 minutes, and he'll have to play that time to match up with Capella and Okongwu, and I, he's probably my favorite play of the day, honestly. I'm right there with you. I love Holmes. I think Halliburton would be some good chalk. That's probably worth eating. We know that Atlanta has been – for the past three seasons, pretty poor against point guards, basically because Trey Young's one of the worst defensive players in the NBA. Uh, he just kind of has that Isaiah Thomas syndrome where he just gets, you know, he'll he'll give you thirty, uh, but yeah. he's probably going to give up thirty or thirty-two at the same other, on the other end of the court as well. I don't mind the Terrence Davis at six K. I don't love that price tag, but I do love the matchup. I just expect this to be a high energy back and forth game with a lot of buckets getting scored. So it'll be Halliburton, it'll be Davis, and it'll be a little bit of Holmes for me as well. Um, on the Atlanta side of the ball, I think if you know you can't go wrong with a lot of these guys if you want to look at them. Trey Young at 10-4, I think when it's all said and done, I don't mind them. Play them if you want. I'm right there with you. I'll just end up on guys like Lamella Ball and some of these other point guards that we'll talk about in a little while. So don't necessarily see myself going there too too much. If anything, I'll probably end up playing a decent amount of Kevin Werder at 4,700. Uh, you know. This guy just gets buckets. It's that simple. He's consistent. Uh, with no DeAndre Hunter, he'll probably pick up a few more wing minutes. Granted, Bogdanovich is back, so we got to see what kind of workload he's really looking at. This will be the first game back. He hasn't played in about 12 days. Uh, I don't imagine that they just thrust him into 30 minutes coming back from knee soreness. But yeah, probably not. Keep, keep your eye on that. It's worth noting. So, you know, that's probably all I'm really looking at would probably be just a little bit of Kevin Werder. Capella's minutes are just they're too up and down for me, man. I, I I don't know what game we're getting. If we knew we were getting 30 plus out of them at 7,100, I'd lock it in. But are yeah, we going to get 25 or 26? It's, it's a toss up. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I think if if you said Capella was getting 32 minutes here, he'd be he'd probably be my favorite play of the day. But I have absolutely no idea what he's going to do. I I mean, I think Trey Young is one of the best plays of the day too. He's just walking 30 points, 10 assists, or whatever, and. He's going to do that pretty easily against Sacramento. Uh, John Collins, I don't really trust John Collins at all. And I, I do like Quarter at 47. I think he's a he's a great option as well. And and Bogey, I want I want to – Bogey's one of my favorite players, but I just I just can't deal with him coming back from injury. But I think he's worth keeping an eye on. I think he'll be a good play here in a, maybe by the weekend. Let's hope. All right. Yeah. Fifth game of the night, another 7.30 start time. New York Knicks traveling to Miami. Taking on the Heat in this one for the Heat. Tyler Hero is probable, so he looks like he's going to be back while Kyle Lowry is still out dealing with the personal reasons. Markeith Morris, Casey Akpala, Victor Oladipo all ruled out. And then for the Knicks, Nerlens Noel and Mitchell Robinson, both questionable. Derek Rose has been ruled out as well as Archie Ryan Archie Diacono, uh, Mr. Archie. But 201 game total, looking like the lowest of the day. Uh, six two oh one is what I'm seeing at right, as wow. of right now, uh, and then Miami's being favored by six points. So I think that says pretty much all I need to know uh, about how I'm kind of attacking this game. And it's with just about no one on the Knicks side of the ball. If we see both centers are ruled out, you could look at Obi Toppin. Uh, you could take a stab at a guy like Taj Gibson. I'd probably just go Obi. Wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks just get torched in this one, and then Obi ends up playing you know low twenties minutes at thirty three hundred, decent point per minute guy. Where it wouldn't shock me if at thirty three hundred. If he plays 15 to 22 minutes, he puts up 25 DK points or so. So uh, that's probably all I'm really looking at on this Knicks side of the ball. But how about yourself? Yeah, yeah, I can safely say I probably won't have any Knicks in my lineup. I mean, Randall's been really struggling. He's he's 9,500 still for some reason. RJ Barrett is up to 7,800. Alec Burks is 6,900. I just I don't even know what Jackson is thinking here. I I guess Nerlens Noel at 4K is probably 
the one guy I would consider if Mitchell Robinson is out because he'll, he'll probably get double-digit rebounds and a couple steals and blocks or whatever. But for the most part, yeah, I'll just be fading the Knicks. Um, on the Heat side of the ball, it's if I'm not going to have too much exposure this game. Otherwise, I'd love that Jimmy Butler price tag at 8,500. I've been all over him ever since that Kyle Lowry's been missing these games. I mean, uh, the dude's triple-doubled in two out of the past four games. He has the upside. We know he's always going to give us around that 40 DK point floor for the most part. Uh, outside of games like Portland, where he gets just ejected uh, for dumb reasons, in my opinion. But that one killed uh, me, man. <laughs> believe me, uh, I had plenty <laughs> of shares. I had plenty of shares that night, and I had a picture perfect lineup. Uh, and then I'm looking at like a 12 point Jimmy Butler night, uh, just sitting yeah, there, just sitting there cooking me. But I mean, listen, I think Butler and Bam are absolutely in play. I won't probably have Tyler Hero too much in his first game back. If you want to go to a Strauss or a Gabe Vincent, sure, why not? I just don't think that the the ceilings are really there as much as I'd like them to be. If we see, like, Butler's out, then, yeah, that's when you want to really target those guys. But uh, with Hero coming back, they're not going to have nearly as much usage as they normally would. They, they both should still be seeing close to 30 minutes. But this is an ugly game. I don't I don't think I need to go here all too much outside of if you want to take a stab at Butler and Bam at their price tags. I think they're both have very reasonable price tags. Yeah, I, uh, I, actually, I actually really like Butler here, honestly. I think 8500 is... A stupid price for him. I mean, they've been keeping his price super low all season for some reason. He just he just continues to just stuff the stat sheet. Uh, Bam out of Bam out of is actually my uh, favorite player. I don't you probably don't know that about me, but I just absolutely love what he does on both ends of the floor. And he's I don't know if he's a great player here, but he'll just get his usual you know thirty five fantasy points. I definitely won't be touching Tyler Hero coming back, and he actually ruins Gabe, Gabe Vincent's value too, who I, who I was playing when Lowry and, and Hero were both out, but. With Hero back, I'm not going to be doing it. But one guy who I like who's cheap is uh, Duncan Robinson. With uh, people, people probably don't realize this, but with Bam, Bam and Duncan Robinson just work so well together. Like they'll just they'll just feed Bam right on the post and have him run these little screen dump offs, and Robinson gets a ton of threes from that. And it's allowed him to play. He played 42 minutes in the last game and 41 fantasy points. I don't think he'll do that, but at 4300, I think he's worth a shot. I can't fault you. Um, you ready to move on to the next one? Yep. Denver Nuggets traveling to Brooklyn. We have uh, both these teams. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, both these teams on the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, Denver, uh, Denver, Jokic was actually just crushing it uh, last I saw. Shame on me for having Embiid over Jokic uh, tonight. That's There goes that night. But, uh, He's at uh, 25 points, 19 rebounds, and 8 assists at the end of the third quarter right now. Is it close? Uh, 97-85. Denver. Close enough. That's close enough for him yeah. to get some fourth quarter minutes, I think. Oh, wow. Man, Denver maybe, Spence maybe. will come in and blow it anyway, so he'll get back in there. Yeah, this dude, if, he, if he's not the leading candidate for the MVP, I don't know what, what games you're watching because without them, he's a one-man wrecking machine. Uh, they need Jamal Murray back bad yeah. more than anything right now. But uh, we do not have an injury report for either one of these teams, uh, and it goes without saying with both of them being on back-to-backs, but it's a, two twenty-seven and a half, or 227 game total. Brooklyn being favored by two and a half points. And listen, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to make the same mistake. I think Jokic at 12-4, it's a, it's a hefty price tag. But the dude's got literally, we just saw it against the Clippers, 93 DK point upside. Uh, the, yeah. floor, the floor is usually not much lower than 45, I would say. is probably the floor on most nights. He, he, scored, uh, he scored at least 41 fantasy points in all but one game this season. I always put that in like every article that I write. I mean, it's worth mentioning. Uh, I mean, yeah. even if you can still manage to cash if he gets you a 41. I mean, let's, yeah. it's not what you're looking for. You're not paying 12K for a guy to get you 41. But knowing that that floor is there and it's consistent and the ceilings, I mean, I, I, I'm sure he's hit 60 more than he's hit 40. Uh, so okay. I, I I have no issues looking at Jokic. He's probably the only guy on this team I'll have any interest in for the most part. I don't feel like taking stabs at some of these ancillary options. Uh, we saw that Jamichael Green and Jeff Green were both uh, able to play tonight, but I don't think Jamichael said uh, they said he's not going to suit up. But that's only going to put a dent into Air, uh, Aaron Gordon, who's been having a little bit of a hot streak lately. It's just Jokic for me, man. I don't know about yourself. Oh, I'm 100% with you, man. I actually, I actually live in Denver, so I watch the Nuggets quite a bit. And yeah, outside of Jokic, man, this team, ugh, it's it's just gross out there. I mean, Monty Morris is he can be okay because he always stays below 5K. You know, plays 30 minutes at point guard, but. He's tough to trust, but yeah, it's, it's just Jokic. That's it. All right. Uh, then who are you looking at on the Nets? I mean, James Harden, he, last I saw, he was having himself a little bit of a game as well. This should be 
I think a lot of people are going to stack this game and just run back Jokic with Harden if we get enough value for it. I don't know if I'll have the funds to do so because I think we both mentioned already some some decent mid tier options that we were looking at. But I wouldn't fault you. I'd rather just find the extra nine hundred dollars if I could. But it might just come down to you know my construction based on you know where I'm spending up. Is it going to be at the center position or at the guard position? And then just kind of going from there. I think Jokic is a little bit safer than Harden. But we both know these guys have freakish upside. But who are you looking at over here on Brooklyn? And I guess any ancillary options, knowing that this, this, I think they have three straight home games. So Kyrie Irving will be out of all those. We know Kevin Durant's out. Joe Harris is out. Uh, what ancillary options are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing with Denver. It's Harden and nobody else. I mean, I thought, I thought Camp Thomas was playing like 30 minutes a game in the games that Irving was out before, but he's played six minutes so far tonight. And it's, it's the third quarter, so I don't know if we can trust that at all. I think I think LaMarcus Aldridge will probably sit in the second half of back-to-back, and that should give maybe Kessler Edwards or DeAndre Bembry, Bembry some more minutes, maybe maybe Sharp. Uh, I don't know. I probably just, I'll probably just fade the rest of these guys. Yeah, it's tough because Claxton's also back in that center rotation, yeah. so now we're probably going to see Sharp uh, slowly fade away. Uh, but you might be right. It's a good call with Aldridge probably, uh, probably and most likely sit on the second half of a back-to-back here. Uh, I mean, no if, if Aldridge and Claxton both sit in the second half, I, I think I, I could go with Sharp. Yeah, oh, for sure. 100% they're going to need that size. The only yeah. other guy I think that would be worth mentioning would be a guy like James Johnson. I could see him getting some pretty good run in this matchup, yep. uh, knowing that they're going to need his versatility, his size, and his defense. I mean, he's probably one of the better defenders that they have on this team next to a guy like Bruce Brown, I never thought you'd say that in modern <laughs> NBA, that two of your best defenders are Bruce Brown and James Johnson. Uh, but, yeah, I think James Johnson at 3,300, uh, if you know if he gets the run, he'll be a decent value play where you'll know he's just versatile. He could get it done, steals, blocks, steps out to the three-point line. He's usually pretty good for a couple of assists as well, decent boards. He's never going to score you at 20 actual, uh, 20 actual points, but if he can even get you 10 or 11 with all the other stuff he's throwing in there, he's going to hit that value pretty easily. Yeah, I wish they could give him like 25 minutes game consistently. I mean, I'd rather have him in there than Bembry, but that's another story for another day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, my friend. We'll keep it moving then. <laughs> Four games left. Toronto Raptors traveling to Chicago. Toronto on the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, so no injury report for them. But as we know with the Bulls, they are missing bodies. Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Derek Jones Jr. all rolled out. Patrick Williams, we know, has been out. Vucevic is probable. Uh, looks like DeRozan is back after resting in that last one. So I will pass it over to you. Toronto, we know Van Vliet and Scotty Barnes both sat out tonight. Van Vliet dealing with the ankle. Scotty dealing with uh, the wrist, I believe it was. So do you think either one of these guys suits up with on the second half of a back-to-back? Oh, I'm sorry. It was a knee for Van Vliet. Uh, and if they sit, are we going back to the well with guys like Gary Trent Jr. Uh, or Pascal Siakam? Um. I think Barnes will sit. Van Vliet, I guess, has a chance to play. But, I mean, if they're both out, Siakam is one of the best plays out there. I mean, this guy has quietly just been absolutely crushing it for, like, three or four weeks. I think he's got – yeah, he's got at least 37 fantasy points in, I want to say, like, 17 straight games, something like that. And he just – he he runs their offense a ton. It, it's, it's really impressive. And Chicago allows the most fantasy points to opposing power forwards. So, I think Siakam is an awesome play. And as for the other guys, I mean, if Van Vliet and Barnes are both out, I think Boucher could be Boucher could be a decent option. But I, he's one of those guys that I absolutely never get correct. I mean, I don't think anyone gets him right, so that's whatever. And then Gary Trent, Gary Trent's interesting around 5K as well if those guys are out too. Yeah, I think it's, I'll, I'll probably just stick with Trent and Siakam. Uh, Siakam, if we see that both those guys are out, he's the reason why I probably wouldn't have as much Butler. I think just for the $400 more in this matchup, a little bit of a higher game total is what I'm imagining. A little bit of a closer game. I just think that he should smash this one out of the park if those guys sit. You said it yourself. He, he has the versatility where he even dishes. I mean, I was actually looking at Scotty Barnes when we first saw Van Vliet out because we know Scotty can play some pseudo point guard, um, and I would expect that he's to been, happen. Yeah. He's but, been sliding a little bit, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been feeding sure. him as much. A little bit of the rookie wall, and, oh, yeah. you know. Trent was basically in one of the slumpiest of slumps up until tonight where he started kind of getting it back together. But those would probably be the two the two main options I'm looking at. Uh, on the Chicago side of the ball, Zach Levine, fire him up, 8,300. Too cheap for him. DeRozan, 8,200, though. 
Uh, these guys, I don't know what the algorithm's doing on DK. And you know, while we saw some guys that are just stupid high priced, like Duarte at 66, I don't care. These guys, you know, in this matchup, DeRozan, it's not in Toronto, but going against his former team, we always know it's something that he gets up for. Uh, I, I don't know how I'd go with these two, you know, if I'd be splitting up the shares 50-50, but I think they're both two of, you know, the most egregiously priced plays on this slate. I probably end up leaning a little bit more DeRozan just because we've already talked about so many guards, uh, not so many, I guess, power forwards outside of Siakam that I was really interested in. But they're both just way too cheap for the usage that they're going to have with no Lonzo ball in there. They're both going to handle the ball a little bit more. Uh, I'm, I'm good with either one of those guys. I'm probably not going to pay the 96 price tag for Vooch. And then I think, you know, something's telling me this is a good hop-off game for uh, uh, Dasunmu. I know a lot of people have been playing him. I had some fair shares of him over the past two weeks as well. But with Levine and DeRozan both in the lineup, the usage is just not going to be there as much for him. He'll probably still have some decent assists, don't get me wrong. But uh, I think the the days of him, you know, necessarily dropping like 20-plus actual points might be done like he did in that last one. So I'll probably take a pass. It'll just be the two top dogs for me. Yep, I uh, I 100% agree. I think Dosomni is an excellent sell-high in season-long leagues if you're doing that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, he's he's been shooting out of his mind recently, and it's just a matter of time before he drops down to maybe like 5K, 5,500, something like that. So just pass on him. I mean, Kobe White is way too expensive, 7,800 as well. And, yeah, like you said, Levine and DeRozan are just awesome. I mean, they dropped DeRozan's price like $1,000, and I think it's just because Levine came back, and he's he's been crushing anyway. So, and. And another thing, uh, Levine is like usually like seventy one hundred on Fanduel or something like that. I, I don't know what the hell they're thinking over there, but I actually had money on Chicago in the last game. Did you see how that that one ended? Uh, no, actually, I did not. I know that it was uh, one that people were kind of Vooch had the monster the monster game. I saw that, uh, but no, yeah. I didn't see how it ended. Yeah, they were up like uh, they were up like twenty seven late in the third quarter and up like seventeen with six minutes to go and. They were one-and-a-half-point favorites and ended up winning that game by one on a Mike Muscala open three at the buzzer or whatever. It was, oh, no. it was brutal. One of the worst uh, beats. It was probably the worst beat I've had this year so far. So I'm not as much of a you know actual betting on the games. I, I'm like a prop bet, and I like to do DFS. And I have buddies yeah. you know, back home who know I'm a pretty big NBA head. And they, they know what I do. So uh, it, when, when sports gambling became legal in Connecticut, I started getting – my cell phone would blow up, and they were like, should I do this? Should I do that? I'm like, listen, man, there's a reason I don't bet these games. Uh, oh, that a, is tough, man. I, I, I think I could probably be profitable. Don't get me wrong, but that's a whole new beast and a whole new stress that I don't need in my life. But – also, those backdoor covers, man. Once you know, that's the biggest fear I have is like you're taking a game with a, a decent spread, but then they're up 20 in the fourth. The bench units come in there, and all of a sudden that thing just starts shrinking. Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, man. Scala <laughs> three. That'll take the wind out of your sails pretty quickly. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> New slate, man. New slate. Yeah. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> traveling to San Antonio, uh, taking on the Spurs. Spurs in the second half of a back to back. They're going against Houston tonight. Uh, Kyle Anderson has been ruled out along with Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, Tyrell Terry. Brandon Clark is questionable along with Desmond Bain. So it could be the return of Bain. We've got to keep an eye on that. No injury report available for the Spurs in this one. Uh, as far as a game total and a spread, we're looking at 227 and a half. Memphis being favored by three points. I will pass it over to you. John Morant is an absolute animal. I don't think anybody can deny that. But at 9,900, where are you at with him? Yeah, I mean, I. Jaw is one of my favorite players with how he's he's just absolutely amazing. I mean, he's got he's got at least fifty six fantasy points in three straight games. That's that's incredible. But uh, yeah, and San Antonio is a good matchup too. I mean, he'll probably score another fifty fantasy points. But if Bain's back, I probably I probably can't do it. Just there's there's a lot of other guys that I'd like. There's cheaper guys. I'd rather play Butler. I'd rather play uh, who'd we just oh Levine at their prices. I think those are those are much better plays. A couple thousand dollars cheaper. And Jaron Jackson, I, I can't trust Jaron Jackson. I mean, he had 16 fantasy points in the last game. He, he just does that far too often for me. And the rest, uh, I guess, you know, I actually like Melton. Melton at 4,700 is a pretty good play. He's played 27 minutes and 31 minutes in the last two games, taken at least 13 shots in both. He, he, can get to, he can get to 30, 40 fantasy points at that price. So maybe a little bit of Melton. Yeah, and that, I think for me to play Melton, I'd have to make sure that Bain's sitting. To yeah, be that's that's probably a good point too. Yeah, yeah, if Bain plays. I, you know, Melton. I think it's everybody in the fantasy community, especially you know us, your writers and podcasters. 
even regular casual fans, we all know this dude is just a walking point per minute machine. Uh, the mm-hmm. problem is, is they never give him the minutes. And now we've finally seen the minutes over the past two games. Uh, but with Bain coming back, he'd probably slowly drift back to like 17 minutes out of nowhere. And I, don't, I, I wouldn't be able to trust it. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be able to trust it. Um, but I'm with you. I'm probably not playing anyone if Bain plays. Uh, if Bain sits, yeah, we could definitely look at Melton. And we could look at a guy like John Conchar. Those would probably be the two main targets I'd have interest in. Uh, Conchar just again continues to rack up boards, uh, night in and night out. <laughs> Dude can't hit a shot, he cannot he hit like, a shot. Shooting. What do you have, 17 huh. rebounds last week or whatever? Yeah, uh, 17 rebounds. Against, yep, against Minnesota. And on that day, he hit his shots. He was six to seven. And that's the thing, he's never gonna be the highest usage guy, but. He's a dude that's just flying all around the court. He gets involved in the defensive end. He's not afraid to crash the glass a little bit. And we love seeing him crash the glass because he's one of those guys that just pushes the pace immediately. He doesn't just outlet, outlet pass it. Uh, he will find the open man down the court in transition. And he's a decent guy that can even get you a couple assists. So I wouldn't mind those two guys. But again, I think we need to see Bain out to have any interest in them. Uh, and then over there on the San Antonio side, uh, I had a ton of DeJounte Murray tonight. I don't know how that's going to end up working out for me, but it's against Houston, so I, I imagine fairly well. Oh, Murray was an easy play tonight. Yeah. I, it's the dudes, I think he's like averaging like 70k points or something crazy against them. So you can't go wrong with DeJounte ever. I think he's always, in, regardless of how good he's been doing this season, every, every time I look on DK, on FanDuel, wherever it is, it just feels like he's always criminally underowned. I just yeah. don't understand why people do not want to play this guy. And now listen, you know, do I, I'm not saying this because I'm going to have 100% shares of him tonight or anything like that. I think, you know, still, I might be underweight uh, all in all in the second half of a back-to-back. But the dude's just got a very consistent floor. He, we know he's got a, you know, a 70 DK point ceiling uh, night in and night out. This matchup, it's a solid one. I'm not too worried about it personally. Um, so I'm going to keep him in my player pool. I'll probably have him in one-offs in my multi-entry GPP builds and stuff like that. Don't think he'll necessarily make my single entry. But, uh, yeah, he's absolutely probably uh, one of the most consistent players that you could target in DFS. And then I think anytime I'm not looking at him, and, you know, I'll I'll always have some Derek White, too. He's been struggling from the field lately with the shot, but just another guy that can get it done in so many different ways with, you know, good boards, good assists. He's probably one of the best shot blockers at the guard position in the league right now. So he's just another guy at 5,900. I think that's a little too cheap. He should probably be more around that 65 range. But those are the only two guys I'm really looking at and have any interest in. Yeah, I agree. I um, I think White's an excellent play at fifty nine hundred, and but I, I think you're forgetting about Jakob Pertl here. I mean, I I love Jakob Pertl. I think I think he's an awesome player, and he's just remained way too cheap on DraftKings all season. He he always flirts. He's got at least thirty eight fantasy points in the last four games, and he's got fourteen point six rebounds, two assists, and two blocks to have right now. So he'll probably reach that number again. And I think he should be. Able, they need him to play big minutes to oppose Stephen Adams. So. I think he's probably my favorite player on the Spurs. Honestly, and I was looking at him to be honest, and the only reason I kind of hesitate is because he's in the same price range as guys like Goga and a few other centers that you know I do I have interest in. Purtle over Goga, honestly. There we are. I like it. Yeah. So you got to take a stance, man. That's it. And uh, yeah, I'm probably going to lean a little bit more of the Goga because I think uh, you know people might just shy away from him at that price tag, and maybe they just don't you know, watch the game and check the box scores in the right way and see that, you know, he drew so many fouls so early in the game. Uh, I mm-hmm. think Goga's upside, I can't even say his upside's higher. I think they both have probably about that 45 to 40 DK point upside, but they're both like very comfortable price tag. So I, I wouldn't fault you. And I think we could probably, we'll probably both agree and we'll find out in this next game. Cause there's another guy that's right in that price range who may get a big bump, who I think a lot of people will immediately flock to. Uh, hint, it's it's going to be Hassan Whiteside. We'll talk about that game now. Phoenix Suns traveling okay. to Utah, taking on what was the second unit uh, in the G League team for the Jazz after they basically just sat everybody. But for the Suns, it's DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, Kaminsky, JaVale McGee. Uh, all these guys are ruled out, along with campaign, Dario Saric. And then for the Jazz, Rudy Gobert has been ruled out already. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is ruled out. Everybody else should be good to go. There's going to be a lot of value centers in this game alone, which is kind <laughs> of the reason why, again, I don't know if I'll end up landing on Pirtle because how do we not love Biombo with what he's been doing? And now they're taking Chipotle McGee out of the equation. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you talk about the Suns, though. I mean, that's probably the one guy I'm targeting in this game, and then I'll, I'll probably leave it, uh, you know, everything off the table at that point with Booker and Paul's price tag shooting up. But you tell me, are those guys still in play for you? Um, gosh, 
I probably I probably won't play them at these price tags, but I mean, Chris Paul has just been unbelievable recently. I mean, he had 61 fantasy points in this matchup just yesterday, and he scored at least 46 in the last four games. You, you it'd be fine going with him at 9K, but I probably just won't do it. For uh, I won't touch McCall Bridges. I mean, as you said, Biombo. <laughs> he's he's pretty. He might be the best per dollar play on the board. Honestly, he's going to play 30 minutes here probably. Just uh, just because McGee is out and he's been just amazing in this role so far. But I think a good value play for them is Cameron Johnson. He he should play more with with Crowder out, and I think he'll be looking at you know thirty to thirty five minutes. And he played he got thirty five fantasy points in thirty eight minutes in the last game, and he's only forty three hundred. So I'll probably have some exposure to Cameron Johnson. Yeah, I can't fault you there either. He's one of those guys where I don't go out of my way to play him, but if I ever land on him, I'm okay with it. Like if it's the last guy I'm putting my lineup, if I need someone small forward eligible. Whatever it might be, I don't hate it. It's just one of those guys where I, I don't bank on his upside on most nights. I just know he has a pretty consistent floor where, you know, I if, I never feel like if I have him in my lineup, I'm taking down a GPP. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But I feel like he's going to help me cash at the very least. But, yeah, Biombo, he'll probably be some some fairly certain chalk, I'm sure. He'll probably be the highest-owned center on the slate, if I can imagine. Um, it's just that simple. You know, now that we see McGee's out – People are playing him anyway, let alone given that news. It just solidifies him that he's playing 30-plus minutes in this spot. He just absolutely it, torched him. It just feels like he's going to have, like, six points and six rebounds. Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. Like. 100%, yeah. It hasn't <laughs> written all over it, man. Anytime you see, like, Chalk Biombo, uh, it, it, it's it's like, you know, sometimes it's like one of those situations where it's like Chalk Jordan Nuora. Uh, You yeah. know, you like to play Nuora in certain spots, and I'm a big Jordan Nuora fan, great point-per-minute guy, but – you know, the second that, yeah, he's the chalk, it's like you, you got to hesitate because we just talked about it. There are other centers on the slate who are very viable. They're, yes, they're a couple hundred dollars more, but if it means that you're dodging a guy that's going to be 40% owned in GPPs, it might be worth it. Now, cash is a different story. He's going to be probably 50%, 60% owned in cash, and you just eat it. Eat, you know, if you're playing cash games, um, if you guys need a little strategy, uh, I, I play a fair amount of cash. I'm mostly a GPP player. I'm, pretty, I'm sure Joel's the same kind of way, but... Yeah, you just eat it at that point. If a guy's sixty percent owned in a cash field, you eat it. It's that simple. You just don't 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 get cute. Don't stray away from it because you're only trying to finish in the top half percent in most of those fifty fifties and stuff like that. And just eat it when a guy's that high and just you know pivot in a different spot if that's what you want to do. But yeah, that's kind of my take on that. I'll, I'll have plenty of Biombo. Uh, probably draw yeah. the line there. After saying that, I think uh, Jalen Smith is actually okay at thirty six hundred as well. I think he'll probably play twenty minutes. Yeah, Possibly. I mean, listen. If the game gets out of hand for certain, and I don't, I'm not ready to say it's going to get out of hand because <laughs> the bench unit kept it kept it intact last night. Um, granted, now that's that's just how basketball works. Where now we'll see the starters come back, and Phoenix will be Phoenix and say, you know, we're, we're not going to let these guys even stay on the court with us like they did uh, the other night. They might be a little ticked off about that. We know that the Phoenix team does hold grudges, but as of right now, it's only a one and a half point spread. And uh, Utah's being favored by 220. Yeah, I might have to get in on that. Oh, absolutely, man. You, you, I'd be all <laughs> over that. I'm not, I'm not like, you just heard me. I'm not better. Uh, I'd be all over that. It's 221 and a half game total, too, which is kind of surprising knowing that Phoenix's defense the way it is. But that's what happens when Rudy Gobert's not playing. Uh, we see that yeah. those game lines usually shoot right up. And I don't think they'll have the firepower um, necessarily to hang in this one. But yeah, on the Utah side of things, uh, with no Donovan Mitchell. There's usually only two guys I ever look at. It would be a guy like Joe Ingles. That 5K price tag, okay, nothing crazy. Uh, it's comfortable. So I don't think, you know, when he's in that 4,500 or less range, that's when I like to consider him. Uh, and then I think Jordan Clarkson at 7,400 is just too expensive for me. I think Mike Conley at 72 is too expensive. Bogdan at 6,900, I think it's just a little bit too expensive for me. Whiteside is the pivot, I guess you could say. Um, we know he has that 50-point upside any given night. This isn't the best matchup for him, but he is. Biombo's not the biggest guy, so there's going to be a little bit of a size advantage there if they want to try to take advantage of. But it'll probably just be you know pivots of Whiteside. I think he makes a good pivot off of a guy like you said, Pirtle. A decent pivot off of a guy like Goga. I still think I'll probably end up with more shares of Goga just because I like that matchup a little bit better. But for the most part, he's probably the really only like only guy I'm really looking at on this team. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I don't, I don't, these guys got all these huge price bumps, and they really haven't been that effective even with Mitchell out I mean Conley's been kind of a disappointment the last week or so or whatever filling in for him and Clarkson kind of sucked last night until he hit like three ridiculous threes in the last three minutes or whatever and Ingles has been kind of disappointing too in that role honestly like he was 
he was awesome when he filled in last year when Conley or Mitchell were out. But yeah, I'd, I'll probably just stay away from these Utah guys. All right. Final game of the night Dallas Mavericks traveling to Portland. Uh, I am a Dallas fan as well. I don't know if you knew that. It's, it's sometimes oh, a good, yes, it's a good thing sometimes. It's a bad thing sometimes. I mean, they'd be great it's when Luke came right back. Now. Exactly. Uh, and I think they'll take this game too. Uh, I was. I went to one. I only been to one game since I moved down here, but I got spoiled, my man. I went to the the Celtics game, uh, first first time I've ever seen Luca play live, and he hits a game winning buzzer beater. Oh over, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I just feel like I set the bar too high. I'm afraid to go back <laughs> now. Uh, but uh, as far as the injury report goes uh, for this game, we're not going to have either team's injury report at the moment. So uh, Blazers on the second half of a back to back, as we know. Uh, CJ McCollum, he was the guy I played a good amount of tonight. So we'll see how that works out for me when it's all said and done. I knew Halliburton was going to be chalk. I had a, I had probably about 50-50 in my lineups, but normally if CJ wasn't around the same price tag, I would have leaned more Halliburton, but I thought Halliburton would just draw a ton more ownership. Uh, 216 game total, three and a half point spread. Dallas is being favored in this one. I'll let you start with the Mavericks. Who can you consider? Uh... The Mavericks are kind of the same thing every night for DFS. Like, you can use Luka if you want. He'll get you 50 to 60 fantasy points at 11K. I mean, this matchup with Portland is awesome. He'll, he'll he'll probably get 60 fantasy points. I just don't like Porzingis when they're both together. I mean, I love Porzingis as a player, but I don't really like him at 7,600 when Doncic is in there. And Doncic also kills Brunson's value. And you can't really use any of the other cheaper guys. Finney Smith, Hardaway, Kleber, Powell. They're all just – they are who they are. Kind of useless, yeah. honestly. And if you told me Porzingis had six blocks and still only got 41 DK points, I wouldn't believe you. Uh, <laughs> just, that just doesn't seem like it's possible. Uh, you know what I mean? But he did it. Uh, he did it. And actually, I was doing and a he show. he fell out. Yep. I was, I was doing a show live on air. And right before the show started, I have in a ton of my season-long leagues. I was all over him this season. Uh, especially once I saw they got Carlisle out of there. I was like, finally, yes. You know, he'll, he'll get utilized a little bit more. He'll get some plays drawn up for him. But... I looked and I saw. I looked. Oh, I'm sorry. Twelve shots or fewer in five of his last six games. Yeah, uh, and I think it's just because we've been seeing a lot of that Luca magic, and essentially when Luca's not willing them to a win, they're not getting one. It's just that it's just that simple. So if you're going to target anybody in this game, it would probably be Luca for me, and that's probably where I'll draw the line. I, I do think this is a decent spot for Brunson at 5700. Um, but not a guy I'm going to go and hang my hat on. I, I, you know, again, I think he can get you 30 to 35. If he gets you to 35, he's going to pay off that salary pretty handsomely. If he doesn't, then you're left there holding the bag on a slate where there's just so much guard value all over the place that we've already mentioned. And I mean by guard value, I mean underpriced guys that are around that, you know, anywhere between six to eight K range. So I'll probably just stay with Luca. Uh, but on the Portland side of things, McCollum at 7,300. Sure, good with it. Sign me up. Too cheap for him. It's just too cheap. As long as Damian Lillard's out of this lineup, this dude's probably going to be taking about 20 shots on a regular basis, uh, and he's going to handle the ball. Granted, Norman Powell is back in the lineup, but Norman Powell is going to get his shots from other spots. It's not It's not siphoning any of the usage from McCollum. It's going to be guys from like siphoning it from Simons, uh, guys like McLemore, and those, you know, those ancillary guards that they have. So I got no issues looking at uh, C.J. McCollum. He's probably going to be one of my higher-owned guard plays on this slate. I think he's hitting that. 7 to 8K range and with the guards is probably going to be the, the recipe for my madness and then paying up on one stud, whether it's Jokic or Harden or one of those guys. But you tell me, is there anybody else you have any interest in over here in Portland? No, I, uh, I had a McCollum's one of my favorite plays of the day. I, I can't believe he's only 7,300. I mean, when Lillard's out of the lineup, I think he's averaging over like 40 fantasy points per game, has like a usage rate around 32%, something like that. And he, he just like stuffs the, the stat sheet. He's, uh, he's an amazing player when Lillard's out. He's, he's an amazing player no matter what, but He's he's even more amazing when Lillard's out, and uh, I probably won't ride Simons at seven K. Not with McCollum back, and not with Powell back. I kind of like Rocco at fifty five hundred. He's been good for a few weeks now, getting a bunch of steals, a bunch of blocks, some rebounds. And Nurkic, I mean Nurkic is getting up there in price, but he is just he's been awesome for a month now, and I, I think he could be a good play against a kind of a weak Dallas front court. Oh, the, the front court's terrible. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It just really he becomes like one of those pivots because we talked about how many center plays like you yeah, know 6,500 or less. Yeah. Where and that's a, that's sometimes a good thing. Where if you know you can get a guy that can drop you 50, uh, sure, 
you know, if he ends up getting you 35 and you get 35 from a Pirtle, a Whiteside, a Gobert, or a Biombo, well, then, yeah, that's, that's, where you're, that's where you're hurting a little bit. So I wouldn't play him in cash, but I think in, in GPPs, he's, he's definitely worth a, a solid look. And, yeah, I'm right there with you. No more Simons for me. I'm not chasing that with, with Powell back in the lineup. A lot of that usage is going to go bye-bye. Uh, Hello? Oh, yeah, there we go. We had a little bit of oh. mic mutage there. Oh, no worries. Um, I didn't even give you the heads up. We always do a game at the end of every one of our shows. And yeah, yeah, in that I, case, I'm kind of familiar. Okay, well, thanks, man. I didn't know that. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, now yeah. you're going to be uh, put on the spot. Give me your top play. We do three tiers. It's going to be uh, you know expensive, anywhere between 8K and above. Mid-tier is 5 to 7, 9. And then your favorite value play on the slate, which is anything less than 4, 9. I'll let you lead off as the guest. I am a gentleman. You're a good, a good guy. So who's your top play? Uh, anybody over 8K, who are you looking at? Who's your favorite? Uh, I mean, it'd be easy to sit here and say Jokic and Harden or whatever, because they're just going to be running things for those guys. But, uh, I think, I think I'm going to go Trey Young, actually. I think Trey Young's going to have like a, like a 40 point tennis sort of game against Sacramento. I like it. Uh, staying on brand. You were on Trey Young earlier. I'll go LaMelo Ball, 8,100. guy that yeah, we mentioned very early on. I'm glad you didn't say him because then I probably would have, I would have had to scramble and then had to try to decide between, you know, which which bull I think is going to do it. And it's always tough when those guys are close because they're both a great spot. You can't go wrong with either one of them. Uh, but yeah, that's, see, that's, that's probably overt. We're also high on my list there. So, yep. I, I like, I was thinking Siakam, but I was like, well, we don't know the news yet. So let me go with a guy that we already have all the information we need. Again, uh, got to keep an eye on that Scotty Barnes and Fred Van Vliet news. But how about the mid tier range now? Anybody five between five and seven, nine? Who do you think is your top player? And there's a lot. Granted, there is go, a lot uh, of options. Yeah, I'm going to go with the... We, we could go with a lot of these centers, but I think I'm going to go with CJ McCollum. We just talked a lot about him. I think he's going to I think he's gonna have you know 40 to 50 fantasy points taking on this expanded role. So we'll go him. Can't fault you there. Yeah, I think, again, like just the chalk we could say is like a guy like Bismack Biombo or like, we, like you said, one of those other centers that we've just spoke about. There's... There's plenty of them to choose between, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, you're here, yeah, dude. I, I, I'm watching them now. I'm keeping them in my player pool. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You got it. You got. You've been, you've been hyping them. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna. Yeah, I'm you, might, you, might a, you might get a tweet if he has a big game. I'm just saying. I might have to show. You know, say like you called it, my friend. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can. I'll probably just end up rolling with one of the centers. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 leave Biombo out of it just because I think he's everyone's favorite chalk tonight. Uh, we'll go with Goga and the bounce back after got into foul trouble. Run it back uh, against some of that Lamelo action in that game. Having a uh, you know a little stock on both sides of the ball, I can see him having a pretty solid game in this one. But McCollum probably would have been my pick, um, and if not him, maybe like a Halliburton too. I was looking at him as well. Yeah, Halliburton. Yeah, Halliburton's actually putting up a big dud right now. Uh, They're getting blown out. It was a, yeah, I saw that, and it was uh, looks like my my CJ McCollum over Halliburton might uh might have paid off a fair fair oh, amount. It definitely will. Except for I did have some Terrence Davis in that matchup. So actually, the Kings know. are down by fifty right now, fifty-three. Uh, stinkers. Yeah, they might, they might, they might be packing it early, which might be good for a lot of these Kings on the second half of a back-to-back. If they only end up playing about twenty-five minutes, uh, fresh legs, getting a little, little tongue lashing in the locker room afterwards. But your value play now, my friend, forty-nine hundred or less. Uh, rolling right into it with the with the Kings. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is the clear cut play at 4500 I don't, I don't think i don't think anyone could argue that not a chance you're not gonna get an argument from me um center it's center city on tonight's slate it's just i know i was it's gonna a say roulette watch at 4900 also but yeah i'm gonna go home's 45 yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I think I preferred uh, just I'd have Holmes over over Zubats on, on my rankings. I I burn too many times. The number one times I always play him is when he's going against Jokic. I always I, I know always that, tend to that play game him a few weeks ago where he had like six fantasy points or something. That was killer. And then I think they played him on like a back to back, and the following night he put up like forty or something. Or it was like yeah. a couple days later they played. He ended up putting up like forty, and I was like, yeah, that's what I was looking for. And didn't I play him I on that one. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that came back. Uh, and, and bit me quite hard. Um, all right, so there's a few options I was looking at here, and they're pretty much all in that four, high fours range. And now, like like I said earlier in the show, we're going to get news. There's going to get other people that are going to get ruled in, ruled out. Um, 
I'm probably going to end up leaning. I don't want to say everybody in the same game. That's never fun. So I was looking at I was looking at Craig, but I'll go I'll go Kevin Werder. Uh, one thing I've always targeted over, I'd say, the past two to three seasons is shooting guards going against the Kings. Uh, they bleed points from that position. Uh, one way you can just easily torch so them is the Hawks. Absolutely. I think I think the Hawks <laughs> bleed points pretty much uh, every, every spot on the floor right now. And I don't think Werder will draw, uh, draw much of any ownership. And now, again, I'm not loving the the value plays that we have available right now, so I'm not sitting here putting my hat on Werder saying you need to have him in every lineup. Uh, just wanted to make that clear. But I do think that he should have uh, about 25 to 30 DK points pretty comfortably at his price tag in this matchup. So uh, that is the guy I will roll with. Uh, granted, again, we will probably have some better options available once, once everything's all said and done. Yep, I like uh, it. And then now I didn't tell you about this either. I was kind of keeping it all, uh, all in the mix, but, and you don't have to, you know, I don't know if you partake in thrive fantasy at all. I don't know if that is one of your main platforms that you get any prop bets on. If not, I, I encourage you to try them out, man. They, they got some pretty cool prop lobbies pretty much where it's a lot like DK where instead of, you know, picking players, it's picking players and their prop bets to go along with it. So, uh, I love to give out a quick thrive fantasy pick at the end of every single show. So, Again, uh, if you play, fantastic. But don't feel like you're obligated because I did not give you the heads up, and that's on me, man. Uh, so I will, oh, you're go, good. Uh, I will give out a quick prop bet, and I think it's going to be a little caveat a little bit. we got to see what's going on with that Toronto news out there. But uh, Pascal Siakam, points, rebounds, and assists, it's set at 36-and-a-half. Uh, I think he'll have no problem hitting that if we happen to see that. There is no Van Vliet and no Scotty Barnes. And then the other one I like – I like that Derek White five and a half assist mark. Uh, I would probably take the over on that one as well. Those are probably the two that I feel the most comfortable. So now what do you think about those two prop bets uh, based on everything we talked about? No, I like those bets, man. I, I think Siakam is an excellent play. White's a little riskier, but I think he's a good player. I, I, haven't, I haven't gotten on Thrive, but uh, I know Goga's points and rebounds have been sitting around like 20 or something like that, and I think that would be an excellent play if it comes, out, comes around in the low 20s again. So. I would love Toronto to too. See, Thrive only usually does top players, which is it could be good and it could be bad because I think sometimes the easiest way to profit is going to be on those injury replacement type level players. Yeah, uh, you get those low props when they come out, and then all of a sudden on the last minute of scratch, it's an easy just hammer it. Uh, but they, it makes it a little easier for these prize pools when you're, you know, you don't have to go with as much risk, um, and they assign a points total based on how likely the prop is going to hit. So, you know, an even keel would be a 100-100, so that's Derek White's. Uh, you get 100 for the over, you get 100 for the under. Uh, a guy like Siakam's at 105 and then 95 okay. for the under. So, Just and then you like, yeah, for instance, like Halliburton at .5 steals only gets you 70 for the over because there's a good chance he's going to get that. Uh, yeah. It'll get you 130 for the under. So that's kind of how it works over there. Um, you know, Butler's uh, 13 and a half rebounds and assists. I think he's got a good chance of hitting that. But, again, yeah, it's only worth one. It's only worth 90. So when you're trying to take down one of these, you know, prize pools, you got to have a little risk associated. You got to take a, take a couple of stabs and some of these guys and they're uh, on, the, I guess, the, the Do least. Do you have uh, Trey Young's points or assists up there by chance? Trey Young's points and assists is not an available bet. But the cool part is with Thrive is you don't need to do the contest. You can also go to the prop lobby uh, and just select props. And if you pair four of them up, let's say you pick four props, that are on there and you hit all four of them uh you 11 times your your, your wager in your bet so I'm, I'm a big fan of doing that as well uh i'll give you a couple more you know there's middleton there's one for middleton bridges cole anthony collins halliburton barrett butler monte morris i don't know how he made his way on there over trey young uh pascal siakam scotty barnes levine vooch uh white another guy i don't know how he made it on him mcdermott uh john morant brunson porzingis mccollum covington uh, McDermott's was 13 and a half points plus rebounds. Ugh. Yeah, this is an ugly one. I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm just honest. watching them take like six threes or whatever and just hoping they don't go in every time. Man, it's a it's a sad day when you're sitting there and you're betting on Doug McDermott <laughs> and you have to, and you have to actually watch him play. Uh, it's never a fun thing. But that rounds out our show, man. Uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time. We've already been on there for over an hour, which, listen, I, I have a great time. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I just feel bad taking that much time from you. Uh, but why don't oh, you no, again? 
Drop your Twitter handle for everybody and every all of our listeners. Make sure you give Joel a follow. Uh, again, excellent mind. Guy's been around the business for quite some time. You can find his work, Rotowire, Fantasy Pros. He's all over the place. Uh, but drop your Twitter handle so our people can give you a good follow. Yeah, my uh, Twitter handle is Bartolotta Joel. It's just my last name and then my first name. I'm not on Twitter a whole lot, honestly, but I try to get on there some. And uh, the, for the spelling for you guys, that's B-A-R-T-I-L-O-T-T-A. And then Joel is J-O-E-L. Uh, yep. You can find me at Mike Capatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. We're just original out here, man, just using our names. Uh, and then you can uh, give us a follow or subscribe uh, anywhere you listen to the show. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, our radio, uh, you name it. YouTube it is all over the place. Make sure you guys do subscribe and listen, and they give us a five-star thumbs up, rate, and review. Uh, Joel, we hit over, I think we're on like our 515th show at this point. That's um, amazing. We're cruising, man. I think we're one of the only in the biz that does it seven days a week. We never take no days off over here for Sports Ethos, and I think that's uh, something our listeners do appreciate, is that even on the weekends, they can find our content out there. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and is there anything else you would like to leave us with before we get on out of here? Ah. Uh-huh. No, I had a good time, man. Hope to do it again soon. Absolutely. You're always welcome, my friend, anytime you want. But thank you guys for listening. Let's go out there and let's uh, let's take it out of GPP. Let's, Let's crush the tournament for tonight. Take care, guys.